The Indian Army termed the Chinese action as betrayal. Both forces had reached a clear agreement on de-escalating after the initial confrontations. India stuck to the plan. China pretended to do so and strengthened its position. A meeting between Lieutenant Generals on June 5 had laid out a plan to move back from the Galwan border. China agreed to call back its forces 5 kilometers from Petrol Point 14 to Petrol Point 1. Indian forces also agreed to step back. The plan was to keep each other from Petrol Point 14. Yet, China had been mobilizing in the 15 days leading to the attack, judging from the satellite images. While India retreated as per the agreement, China lined up more than 200 military vehicles along the ridges by the Galwan River. The mobilization of about 3,000 troops was at the level of a brigade. Even on June 15, when brigade commanders of India and China met at Petrol Point 14 to inspect the retreat, Chinese officers insisted that they were stepping back. Indian officers objected to China's refusal to dismantle the tents pitched in the area. China agreed to pull them down. Infantry Battalion Commander Colonel Sandosh Babu was also present at the meeting. At night, the colonel and five soldiers drove to Petrol Point 14 to check if the Chinese had kept their word. Though the mission was to be led by the company commander, Colonel Santosh Babu volunteered to go himself. Contrary to the agreement, the Chinese had put up personnel in the tents. The colonel and his team said they won't go back until the Chinese pulled down the tents. The Chinese said they had no plans to dismantle the tents. They even alleged that the Indians had encroached into their territory. After a heated argument, the Indian team set the Chinese tents on fire. They then pushed the Chinese to the other side of the border. The scuffle turned bloodier as more Chinese soldiers reached the area. A brutal attack followed. The Chinese soldiers were armed with spiked baseball bats and rods wrapped with barbed wires. The fight stretched into midnight. Alerted over the wireless, Indian infantry battalion members, including Ghatak commandos, rushed to the spot. The Chinese sights swelled too. The Indian Jawans were shocked to see their commanding officer lying listless in a pool of blood. A pitched battle followed. There were about 800 men at the sea. They used anything they could find, including stones, rocks, sticks and rods. Many of them were seriously injured. They fought until 2 a.m. the next day. Soldiers on both sides kept falling into the gorges and the Galwan River. The river was not deep to drown them, but they died of the cold. The infantry base was aware of the unfurling tragedy, but it could do little to rescue the injured soldiers at night. Helicopters could not be sent to the hostile territory in the darkness. Indian choppers landed on the southern bank of the river at dawn for rescue operations. But they were met with stiff resistance from the Chinese. 
Divisional Commander Major General Abhijit Papad flew in to talk to the Chinese side. By the time the rescue operations resumed, many of the soldiers had died. The seriously injured jawans were shifted to the military hospital in Leh. The Indian Army and the External Affairs Ministry insisted that no Indian soldier was in Chinese custody. But reports suggested that at least 10 jawans were indeed in Chinese custody. China was planning to use them as bargain chips to consolidate its position along the border. China officially denied detaining any Indian soldier. They relented only after being warned about another confrontation by an Indian major general. The 10 jawans were released on June 18. Another report on June 22 claimed that a Chinese commanding officer was among those killed. Chinese media also reported that several Chinese soldiers died in the counterattack by Indians. <laughs>